0: Hello. Welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Otherworld Giant. Well, Era and Dazzy and Katarina flew east from yesterday's macaroni for a few days. It was early spring and the weather wasn't fully warm yet. The nights were cold and one day it even snowed. Katarina went, I hope piggy footing is warm at least. They arrived at Figgy Pudding one cold April morning. The mountain was a strange color, kind of a mottled purplish-brown. Katerina said, oh, I hope they have bouncy balls and pizza. Ara said, they probably will. But I'll play with any kind of ball, a beach ball, a soccer ball, a tennis ball, a meatball. Dazzy said, a meatball? They ran the doorbell, and an elephant answered. Not a big pink elephant like the kind that drove elephant buses, but a little gray one just their size. And the elephant said, hello. Hello, I'm Era and these are my friends, Dazzy and Katarina. The elephant said, nice to meet you, I'm Thumper, come on in. So they stepped into Figgy Pudding to meet the animals who lived there. They met a messy peccary named Slop, a floating ghost raccoon named Lombardo, and a pair of mismatched gorillas named Little G and Big G. There was also a tiny toad named Bufo. Thumper said, Bufo doesn't talk, so he's kind of our town pet. And Big G, the gorilla, said, He was only the size of a fruit fly when we found him. We had to feed him crumbs of crumbs. And Little G said, But he keeps growing. And he looked down at Bufo with love. He grows so fast. And Slop the peccary said, He eats lunch meat now. The tiny toad burped. It was a very loud, very stinky belch for such a tiny creature. Lombardo the ghost raccoon said, Also, he burps a lot. Era looked around the room. It was a very crowded space, houses on top of houses. And she said, Are all the rooms of the mountain this full of animals? And Thumper said, no, just this one. Dazzy said, well, why do you all just live in one room? And Big G, the gorilla, said, because the other rooms belong to our master. Dazzy said, your master? Era said, well, what kind of animal is your master? Thumper said, oh, he's not an animal. He's a human, a pee a giant from the other world. And Little G looked at Era thoughtfully and said, He kind of resembles you, except he's much bigger and doesn't have wings. Big G said, and he has a beard. And Dazzy said, well, why does your master get all the other rooms of this mountain? Thumper said, well, because he takes care of us. He gives us food and medicine. And Slop said, we love our master. And then a rooster said, oh, here he comes now. They heard heavy footsteps coming from another part of the mountain, and then the door to the room opened and a giant appeared. Well, he wasn't really a giant. He was a human from our world. But he looked as big as a giant to Era and the animals. He wore thick glasses and sported a thin beard. And he said, hello, my darling beasts. And he scattered seeds and crumbs across the floor like a man feeding his chickens. How are you today? The animals raced forward to grab the scattered food. Lombardo, the ghost raccoon, said, We're great, master. He was the only one not eating, obviously. Splendid. And then the giant noticed Dazzy, Era, and Katerina for the first time. He said, Ooh, new arrivals, I see. Thumper said, That's Dazzy and Era and Katerina. Well, the giant bent down and looked at them closely. He paid little mind to Dazzy and Katerina, but studied Era carefully. He said, you're not like the others. Are you a fairy? Era said, I'm a Mimi. She did not like the feeling she got from this giant man. And the giant said, a Mimi. Hmm. And he stood tall. Well, I'm the master of this mountain. Katerina said, do you have any pizza and bouncy balls? Excuse me? Pizza, the best food in the world? Bouncy balls, the best toy in the world? Well, I'm sure your fellow beasts can help you find some bouncy balls, the man said, turning to go. But we have no pizza, I'm afraid. Thumper said, Wait, Master, do you want to see how far I can shoot water out of my trunk? I've been practicing. Oh, of course, but I'm terribly busy at the moment. Maybe later. Okay. And then Big G said, Oh, do you want to see how fast me and little G can climb now? Oh, I wish I could, but I have to go. And then Slop, the peccary, said, And maybe you can finally read my poetry next time you come. I'd love that so much. And the giant suppressed a yawn. "Mm, Me too, little Peccary, me too. Alas, I have to go now. He waved to the crowd of animals. I'll see you all at the evening feeding. Goodbye, master, the animals cried. And then he left the room and locked the door. Dazzy said, that was weird. Era said, I agree. She looked at Thumper and said, why do you let him treat you that way? Thumper said, what do you mean? The master is so nice to us. Slop said, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any food. Era spoke to Dazzy and Katarina. I'm going to see if I can spy on this giant. Dazzy said, I'll come with you to protect you. Era said, no, you're too big. It'd be easier for me to go alone. I can hide and sneak up on him. She pointed to a vent near the ceiling. I'll sneak through there. Dazzy said, all right, but be careful. Katerina said, I'm little. I can come with you. Era said, yeah, but you're too rambunctious. Katerina said, no, I'm not. Wait, what does rambunctious mean? Era said, it means you have a lot of energy. But this mission requires stealth and being quiet. We have to sneak up on him. Katerina bowed her head. She said, I guess I'm not really good for anything. And she walked away to pout somewhere. Dazzy said, nah, She'll get over it. Era fluttered up to the vent. She climbed inside and flew down a tunnel until she reached a vent in the hallway on the other side of the door. And then she flew down the mountain hallway looking for the giant. Most of the rooms were empty, but one, the kitchen, was full of food. Era thought, why doesn't he share that food with the animals? The giant didn't seem to be on the first floor of the mountain, so she flew up the staircase to the top floor. Most of the rooms up there were empty, too. And Era thought, the animals could use all these spaces. Why won't that giant share? And then she heard the giant's voice coming from a room at the end of the hallway. She approached cautiously and peeked around the corner. He was speaking into a clumsy-looking communication device. Darny Vorse, do you copy? I repeat, do you copy? This is Didmore, again. I'm trapped in a horrible land somewhere on the other side of the dream world. There's nothing much of interest in this place. But there are lots of trees that could be cut down and sold as lumber. Please, if you can hear me, find a way to bring me home. Agent Stanley Didmore, over. Aera stayed as quiet as a mouse listening. And then the giant took out another device, a little recording device. And he spoke into it and said, The journal of Dr. Stanley J. Didmore, eminent paracosmonaut and ethereologist, currently under contract with the darny Corporation. This is day 899 of my time in this horrible world. The animals here are as strange as ever, small and stunted compared to the beasts of our world. They dare to speak and act like humans, though they are obviously very dumb and easily manipulated. They still believe that the food that magically appears in this mountain comes from me somehow. They are truly annoying creatures. The little elephant is always trying to show me how far she can shoot water out of her trunk, as if I care. And those ridiculous gorillas are always trying to show me how high they can climb. Whoop de doo. And that sloppy, stinky peccary is always begging me to read his poetry, as if a dumb beast could ever hope to be a good writer. I can't quite bring myself to kill these talking little monstrosities, but I do wish they would shut up or go away. Era nearly gasped, but she held her breath. Didmore was silent a moment, deep in thought. Then he spoke into the recorder again. Three new creatures appeared today. Two are dumb beasts, a dragon and a jungle cat of some sort, perhaps a baby ocelot. "'But the third is different. "'The third is... not a beast. "'She appears to be a fairy of some sort. "'She is about six inches tall and looks to be about seven years old. "'I will capture the creature and find out more about it.' "'Era nodded. "'Okay,' she thought to herself. "'Now I'll go tell everyone the truth about this guy.' She flew away from Didmore's office, down the stairs, and back into the vents. Then she returned to the main room. She told Dazzy what she had discovered. (gasps) Dazzy flexed her wings, angry. What a stinker that giant is! Era said, I know. Let's go tell everyone. So she and Dazzy flew onto a little rooftop and addressed the village. Animals of figgy pudding, she cried. Your master has been hiding something from you. He doesn't provide the food. It just magically appears here like it does in the other mountains. He has a whole room full of all kinds of food just sitting there. He just won't share it with you. The animals stared at one another, confused. Era said, and he doesn't even like animals at all. He's from another world and he's trying to get his friends to come here so they can cut down the forest. Slop said, we don't believe you. The master's so nice. He cares for us. And then Mr. Didmore opened the door and stepped into the room, and he said, "'Very right. The fairy is lying.' Era said, "'I'm not lying.' And Mr. Didmore addressed the crowd of animals, "'Who are you going to believe, the master who gives you everything you could ever need, "'or this little pixie?' Dazzy flexed her wings and growled, "'She's a mimi.' Didmore ignored her. I suggest we kill the newcomers. The animals of figgy pudding looked at one another. Thumper said, but but we don't have to kill them, surely. Didmore shook his head sadly. Oh, we'll have to, I'm afraid. They're enemies to our way of life. Just then, Katarina bounded into the room. She was holding Didmore's recording device. She said, hey, everyone, guess what I found? This little machine. Didmore blanched. Katarina pressed the play button, and the giant's voice came booming out. This is day 899 of my time in this horrible world. The animals here are as strange as ever, small and stunted compared to the beasts of our world. They dare to speak and act like humans, although they are obviously very dumb and easily manipulated. They still believe that the food that magically appears in this mountain comes from me somehow. Didmore rushed forward, reaching for Katerina and the recording device. "'Give me that!' In his haste, he stepped on a monkey's tail. "Ah!" The monkey screeched in surprise, but Didmore ignored the injured animal, and Katerina raced away from him and he tried to catch her, nearly trampling all the little animals in the process. And Slop said, "'Master, you're almost stepping on us. What's wrong with you?' Didmore's voice continued to spill out of the recording device." They are truly annoying creatures. The little elephant is always trying to show me how far she can shoot water out of her trunk, as if I care. <gasps> Thumper gasped. Those ridiculous gorillas always trying to show me how high they can climb. Whoop-dee-doo. Big G and little G looked shocked and disappointed, like someone had taken their bananas away. And that sloppy, stinky peccary is always begging me to read his poetry. As if a dumb beast could ever hope to be a good writer. <laughs> Slop started to cry. I can't quite bring myself to kill these talking little monstrosities, but I do wish they would shut up or go away. There was a stunned silence following these words. The animals made a protective circle around Katerina and glared up at Didmore. Didmore blinked. Uh, "'Now, now, of course you don't believe that recording, do you? "'It's probably fake. Fake news!' Thumper said, "'You've been lying to us and tricking us.' "'Slop said, "'And you don't even like us!' "'The giant stood tall and adjusted his glasses, and he said, "'That's because animals are not supposed to act like people. "'Humans are the masters of the worlds, not dumb beasts. "'And when my friends get here... Well, they aren't my friends exactly. They're my colleagues. Actually, they're my employers. But when they get here, they will surely put you in your place. Didmore turned to go, but a long snake tripped him. Whoa! He crashed to the floor. And then all the animals gathered around him. Some of them walked on top of him. And Thumper sucked up some water. She said, want to see how far I can shoot water out of my trunk? Didmore said, no. Thumper squirted his face. And Dedmo went, oh, no, oh, I've got trunk water in my beard. He pushed himself up off the ground and tried to stand. And then Big G and Little G said, want to see how high we can climb? And they started climbing his pant leg. And Dedmo went, oh, no, get off me, you creepy little monkeys. Then all the little animals started attacking the giant. A cheetah used his leg as a scratching post. Oh, and then a toucan perched on his head and pooped in his hair. A porcupine shot quills into his rear end. And the snake bit his ankle. And a ferret crawled up his pant leg. Oh, no. Bufo burped at him. Oh, help, help. Didmore staggered away from the crowd of snarling, biting, and belching animals and dashed out the front door of the mountain. Help. And Thumper said, And never come back. And then she slammed the door shut behind him. Well, the animals of Figgy Pudding celebrated by having a huge party in the empty rooms once controlled by Didmore. Big G said, look at all this food he's been hoarding. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. Peanut butter? Chocolate? Bread? Little G said, what are these orange balls called? Dazzy said, they're called oranges. Oh, wow, the master only gave us seeds and crumbs and scraps of old lunch meat. Era said, well, he's not your master anymore. They made pizzas, and Dazzy used her breath to heat them up. Katerina said, ooh, dragon-fired pizza is the best. As for Mr. Didmore, he stumbled through the forest, cursing the tiny animals. Oh, when I get back to my world, they'll pay. But after a few days of trackless wandering, he began to lose hope of ever getting home. His communication equipment was still in figgy pudding, and he knew he'd never get it back. He didn't know how to care for himself in the wilderness. He couldn't make a fire or gather food or construct a shelter, and he said, "'Won't somebody help me?' At last he found his way to another mountain, a yellow one. He knocked on the door, and the animals answered, and a cantankerous snake said, "'Who the heck are you, some kind of giant?' He said, I'm I'm hungry and looking for a new home. Please let me in. Bah! We don't need any giants here, unless you're a doctor. The human smiled and said, oh, I, I am. Dr. Stanley J. Didmore at your service. And he bowed. And the snake said, oh, well, come on in then. And that's how Dr. Didmore became the town doctor of yesterday's macaroni. He set up shop in the basement of the mountain. He still loathed the idea of talking animals, but he didn't dare tell anyone that. Well, that's the end of the story, The Otherworld Giant. The next tale, or story, is called The Lost Kingdom. Goodbye.